We got Jews in the house? We are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all, oh, that's right, infidels, as we punch in the launch codes to take us a, another D-Day Friday locker room scenario. It's time to climb the ladder, grab the briefcase, and fall to your doom. Cause Strangler Steve's here. Hacker Hamid is here. And it's time to veteran locker room. Fridays. Channelattitude.com exclusive. Your law. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Feeling good this morning as the Brosters courses through my veins. And I got my man to back me up the stress. Great uh, feedback the last couple of weeks, obviously, for the Friday veteran locker room. So glad to have him hanging with us for the summer on his time off. Can't say thank you enough. And to all the listeners out there, channelattitude.com. Uh, I hope you're having uh, a great time, too. So, y'all, uh, good morning, Striz. How are you, pal? Hey, man. Good morning to you. I'm doing great. Uh, I can't believe it's almost July already. It's really been flying by. I don't Crazy. know how it feels like for you, but it feels like we were just doing this two days ago, and here we are again, another Friday locker room in the books. It's it's nuts, nuts, man. I say, I say to my wife all the time, like I say, like we're hurtling towards the grave sure. at this point, you know, like halfway through your life, <laughs> it's all downhill. It's really, you know, you, you, you almost feel like you're building up that momentum. It's like, holy crap, I need to start enjoying things more. I need to take more time to do things, and I, you know. The, the, like uh, sitting home all day watching TV is not uh, how I want to be spending a lot of my time. So, yeah. you know, you got to get out there and you got to do things. I know, like right now, your your plate is more than full. But for me, I'm just like sometimes I'd be sitting there watching TV, going, I gotta, I gotta get up and do something. This is getting ridiculous. Sometimes I may have to make myself watch something for an hour to to unplug, just yeah. otherwise I, I I I burn out and like I just get a you know, complete meltdown, shutdown of exhaustion. So I need that little recharge or something physical to go box because when I'm throwing punches, that's mm -hmm. all I'm really thinking about. You know what I mean? Just to reset my mind. So I can definitely relate. It is crazy though. Like you can remember like eighth grade, high school, even junior, most of junior high, pretty vividly. And you just sit there and watch the time tick by. It would seem like it would take forever. And that was only from, eight in the morning till two really six hours yeah. dude like six hours goes by for me in the blink of an eye right now today yeah. you know with everything that i've got going on all the time like even now it's almost nine o'clock getting up and going at seven till now working just seems like taking one breath it was crazy so nuts. yeah it is uh one of life's strange mysteries man is uh everything seems to be going absolutely i mean how long we've been saying this everything is the world falls down around us uh <laughs> here we are talking about wrestling but it just seems like every single thing uh you know look this way misdirection spots with yeah. submarines to yeah. ufos and nobody's talking about and now uh, more and more gets leaked out to uh, the simple politics of 
what you believe in a country and the leaders have sold you out to a new world order and their their sons are fucking crackhead you know (laughs) pedophile whatever they're doing who knows you know and the the president's sniffing fucking kids the last 20 years and people are like he's the best one ever i'm like holy fuck what are we so much done yeah but it's just like you and i being true 80s and 90s kids guys you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like to to be sold that uh americana propaganda the whole time you know and 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 now here we are it's like yeah dude it's just uh it's crazy to watch I thought Jim Duggan would probably get booed today for chanting USA. I'm, they're <laughs> doing like, that with Lacey Evans, right? Yeah. How dare yeah. you? You yeah. believe in the patriarchy. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, that'd be dude. terrible. Couldn't say ho. He, they'd fucking <laughs> they'd yeah, hit him yeah. for that, too. Like, absolutely, yeah. bro. So it's, it's fucking insane of just yeah. uh, trying to live our existence that is the foundation of who we are and then to see everything and not become emotionally just like about it you're just like what are you gonna do at this point bro like (laughs) it makes you feel so small and individual even though there's strength in numbers to see one massive story after the next after the next after the next of deception even what was the thing now today's uh hot conspiracy theory is bill gates releasing mosquitoes in florida and people are now coming down with malaria and then the conspiracy theorist took him about two minutes to find Bill Gates's talk on uh, malaria being the next fucking terrible mm-hmm. thing, and, and why and how is Bill Gates releasing That's why he mosquitoes. lives on a boat in the middle of the ocean, so nobody can get to him. Hey, you can get to him with a drone. It's not that hard. Yeah, right. So, like, it's just crazy of that we're letting these strange fucking world masters enact some fucking plan. And, and I even saw, you know, more TikTok conspiracy theory stuff of here come wildfire too, the, the, the haze and blaze. And, and like there somebody, I think in Michigan was testing the air and it's not even smog or smoke. There's formaldehyde in the air. So Good like, boy. We're talking an actual possible poisoning event, a uh, bio attack again. Mm-hmm. And why are we doing this for depopulation or to kill the crops or put something in our crops that, you know, obviously yeah. the planting season's underway. And if you poison it, might not kill them dead out, but put it in their food in small doses, like mm-hmm. everything you're going to eat, dude. Like, pretty Just like how they're supposed to be mRNA vaccines in the, in the meat. And in the mosquito and in the mosquitoes that may have been treated will already have the in their blood uh, possible um, vaccinations from (laughs) the whatever is in the basis of COVID, dude. Like it's it's crazy right now. Like these none of these conspiracy theories might be real, but you're seeing propaganda and that then it's out there, you know? And yeah. then when they, when they don't refute that and they don't come out and say anything and they stay silent about it, what are you supposed to expect and believe? You yeah, know, and like, it seems like every day or at least a couple times a week you're Oh, another 28 year old soccer player just dropped dead on the field or like how many 28 to 32 year old healthy athletes no. have to drop dead out of nowhere for people to go. This isn't really normal. They're hammering on uh, Madonna right now because she's in the ICU and she, mm-hmm. they, everyone's rolling the clip of I got. She says I got two Moderna vaccine doses, so it's just like 
Sure. I mean, it's Madonna. How much uh, <laughs> uh, prescriptions has she ingested in her lifetime? You know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, it could be the Jamie Foxx stuff is interesting, too. Yeah, really. And I was just saying to my wife yesterday, like Madonna, because it was on the news. So I said, you know, how do you survive coke and booze and alcohol and all drugs from the 80s as a pop star? Dennis Rodman's then- cock alone should have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> and like and then like you get your bacterial meningitis is gonna be the only thing that takes you off the planet. Like it's just just very bizarre. It's strange, man. And she was that... known for being like the fittest lady. Remember back when she was do- when she was forty, now she's seventy, and she was doing like the blonde ambition tour with HBO. And she, she was in a different town every night for like seventy two nights or something, yeah. doing this three hour nonstop change your outfit 75 times a show thing and she was ripped and shredded and she said she had been inspired by the lady who played sarah connor in uh the um um terminator, terminator yeah because you know? yeah. she was like the first like kind of buff lady in mm-hmm. the movies and madonna was inspired by that and became like really buff and shredded so for decades and decades she was a very very fit person which means her diet must have been on point and her training must have been on point had the uh you know, the ability to do a three hour show every night nonstop while singing and running and dancing and doing all these things. Now she's got a cough that'll send her to the hospital in the ER for, you know, undisclosed yeah. amount of time. It's a little fishy. Yeah. And then she'll try and stooge about it and go in for Botox and mysteriously die under the knife like Joan yeah. Rivers or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, just don't say uh, Michael Obama. Well, uh, right. you're about to hear Big Mike's name a lot, I think, soon, <laughs> because that's their next big push is to run Big Mike for either president or vice president. And yeah. uh, then, then. Do you some... think they do the big expose once? Uh... I don't think you can. I think you got to kayfabe it unless you, she wins, he wins, and fucking then they do it. But they wouldn't do it before because then you're going to say you sold the black Cosby family presidency on the basis of woke like i hate to say we're woke of like um renaissance america of the of our 90s generation mm-hmm. that all gets along with uh, every race and can find value in, in all cultures yeah and you sold us that but you really tricked us and ran a trojan horse of a gay man uh and a trans man do you think that would matter because it seems like no matter how i, how I think well they're gonna try and do it go, no no yeah. No, no, it'll no, try no. they they think they can get away with it and it'll, they'll normalize it but i think that admission or being caught that they pulled a giant scam and that their kids might not even be theirs <laughs> you know and but like then they the, get what they want anyway like the queen of the trannies is here to stay and <sighs> now runs the free world i think i think there's too many people that are extreme that would not be able to handle that bro it doesn't seem like that would matter. They've already had people. They've already done a drive. You thought January six yeah. was a fucking they've a <laughs> yeah. see how right? So. And that's maybe what they want in the clown show. And that and that not that I have. Uh, well, I mean, I have opinions either way on how insane that is. But when you're talking about footage of big mike saying my husband's from kenya and you want to go back to the fucking birth certificate stuff i downloaded the very first birth certificate and as an adobe production pro of 25 years i opened it in illustrator and they didn't flatten their layer comps they 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 put out a file with the layers in it in the pdf 
that showed that it had been doctored. If you know how to use Adobe Illustrator, then you could have fucking seen this for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that video got scrubbed not long after, and it's hard to find that anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did it, so I know with the piece of evidence from the .gov download <laughs> of what it was. Now, did they do that on purpose? That's an interesting question, too. So, <laughs> right, just to be like a big fuck yeah. you, what are you going to do about it? And it, and it goes back to even before Trump was running, he was one of the first ones to say that that shit was phony, right? Mm-hmm. And and they and they fucked up their own uh, propaganda by leaving that in there. So the little eyes have been there, and then to see the the parents of, of the alleged best friends that could be the alleged parents of Sasha and Malia, and mm-hmm. and uh, and the conspiracy theory threads that way. And then, you know, everyone's like, here's a, I'll put up a hundred thousand dollars. If you find me a pregnant, right. a, a pregnant picture of Michelle Obama, right. si- silence, nothing in return, yeah. $65,000 in hot dog orders that it's kind of uh, uh, not that well kept of a secret that, um, Barack liked to hang out, uh, in Boys Town or yeah. whatever in Chicago. So yeah. like, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a very interesting ride because when the when the veil does drop on that, if it does beforehand, and they try and strong arm like you're saying, of that's why all this push has been going on for the normalization of it. You know what I mean? I don't think you can get away with with telling that Cosby lie because Cosby did it on TV and then they caught him just in right. normal heterosexual predatory shit yeah. and fucking shit hammered him. Yeah. There's nothing we love doing more in this country than building somebody up just to tear him down and stand over yeah. him and go, you fuckers, you weren't nothing. Yeah. However, some people, another conspiracy that Brock has been, completely running this country the entire time that, that, yeah that, 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 that little video of him saying yeah you know what i would like if i was able to run a third and fourth term from yeah, behind you the said scenes that. you know it's that's that's been everywhere you know like it's, it's just it's just so on the nose it's, it's ridiculous yeah yeah he's and obviously calling plays from the basement that's all you're doing what scares me is no George Bush visibility, no Dick Cheney visibility, no Barack Obama and Bill Clinton off the radar since Epstein, bro. Like they, these guys don't, these guys don't go away, bro. <laughs> they're, right. they're, they're doing something much, much bigger. And, and then all that, that, that seems so like, holy fuck, we believed in this patriotism and this idea and concept of country and freedom and value and, and, freedom of press and that all that's just a lie you know what i mean i mean you can say record but i'll be demonetized or you say the wrong thing or whatever and they'll sue you for trillions of dollars you know what i mean on a conspiracy theory so all of it is just come crashing down and it hurts inside but then you're like all that's bullshit because fucking aliens right (laughs) you know like you want to get hot about is he a tranny or not like who gives a fuck aliens right he has an (laughs) alien um, 
you know, yep. alien space species. You're, you're not going to give them, you're not yeah. going to give a fuck if big Mike's got a dick or not when they're standing in line, uh, hucking rocks up to build the next pyramid. Oh, remember when we used to have Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Here's right. your fucking Tetris now, asshole. Go build this pyramid again. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, Super Mario, get over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck face. Go ahead and jump down that pipe. See what the fuck's yeah. at the bottom of the well. <laughs> hey, eat these berries. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, see, they kill you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, that that's uh, the hilarity of it, bro. Is this stomping this... on mud to make bricks? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. This is kind of like Zumba class. <laughs> it's just like it. I should have missed Jamba Juice, though. That was really that was nice. uh, where'd, <laughs> yeah. these, where'd these giants come from? <laughs> Middle Earth, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. If only we would have known, you know. And it, 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 the reality is, the strange reality is, it could very well go go that route yeah. in the blink of an eye. And we're sitting here worried about the vice president's wife had a dick. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, even worse, crazy, like, man. why does Daniel Garcia do a silly dance? To yeah. In the middle of his He's a sports entertainer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go back to bed. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's it's just uh, you know lost cause. All we can do here at HMG is get up and try and do business. Is it day. is it time to flood the sixth civilization and start working on the seventh now? I don't know, man. Like, what what are we really gonna do? You and I got 30, 40 years left, uh, yeah. hopefully, and Good it's lucky. just like, yeah, yeah, or immortality. It's like right. it's one or the <laughs> other. Digitize <laughs> your consciousness and live forever in a digital realm. Become a slave or... for an alien and dig for gold for the rest of your days, or become a robot. <laughs> <laughs> What's your choice? Neuralink and all that shit. Imagine what we're going to be in six, eight years with brain implants and all that God shit. Damn. Bro. I'm no, not ready for this shit. No, I don't I think anybody a, is. I want to live in a, uh, an analog world. You know, like where like the, the you still have a printed newspaper. And, and I mean, it doesn't even sound like the old guy, but it's like we grew up that last generation of like in the 70s where like things are still very, very real. Like not every house had a TV when I was a kid growing up. And if they did, it was like a little tiny box with an antenna on it that you could hardly see like a, a picture on it, you know? Like, it was just a, such a much different world. And now, like, we went through all these changes of having the person home personal computer. Wow. And word processor. And then the next thing you know, you know, slowly but surely, like, there's this thing called email. Like, what the F is email? Yeah. Email was around for, like, eight years before I had it, you know, because it wasn't really a big thing. What was Next. Back to the Future 2? Uh, what year? 90? I don't even Maybe? remember. 90, 91. And uh, just think about their house. They had the dehydrator, mm-hmm. the hydrator where they put the little pizza in and that we and out comes a full size one. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have kind of have that yet, but the I gravity remember. gravity booster is upside down, straightening out his back. Yeah, but when uh, the boss calls to fire him or fucking uh, yeah, he faxes uh, fl- it over. Flee, flee, right? It's all right. video screen. So you and I are definitely living in that part of it. Yeah, right we're now. on a video phone, which we thought would never yeah. happen. Yeah, but yeah, the Dick Tracy. Yeah, we had Dick Tracy shit thinking about you know coming out of the forties, fifties, and sixties of the wristwatch yeah. of yeah. like. Call them now, literally on your Apple Watch. Call them, yeah. and and it's ridiculous. And what year were you born? In the seventies. Seventy-seven. Right? I was seventy-three. So, yeah, we grew up as children watching cartoons from the forties. So it was still World yeah. War Two propaganda type. Yeah, stuff. Tojo and, that was, and fucking. And yeah, it was new that. to us because we hadn't seen it yet. So, 
but now, like, think of it, like, from the 40s here, you know, the, 19, the 2020s, so we were watching stuff that was nearly 100 years old. Now, at this point, when it's on TV, it's just right. crazy to think, but, like, the stuff would, you know, it's just so, I guess, <laughs> sensitive material now, these cartoons, like, and some of them is, are pretty fucking shitty, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, like, yeah. Ching Chong Chinamen, you know what I mean? Like, this oh, terrible. Black, yeah, oh, some yeah, African-American portrayals, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, all that and, shit. But, like, you had the ability to kind of, like, scoff and laugh at it, be like, oh, boy, old people, you shake your head and move on. But, like, nowadays, like, like that would send somebody to, like, uh, therapy for 10 years. Oh, <laughs> you know? they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle any of that shit. But we also had fucking uh, kids of the 80s, good cartoons. Like, G.I. Joe never made, like, they, they would have some stereotype yeah, of hip-hop guys or whatever, propaganda yeah. about Cold War, but... The black dudes were were they might talk cool and jive a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, they give them a, were all like pretty stand up characters. Yeah, yeah, but they were always jacked and yeah. did the right thing. You know, like they were Americans just like anybody else. You know, like they did try, try to straighten that out a little bit. Yeah. So, but you know, then you have the you know their biggest heel was like the serpent, <laughs> the Cobra Commander. You right. Know, like, yeah. Right. We were fighting those yeah. people even back then and just didn't know it. Yeah, hey, Cobra Law, all that shit. Yeah, it's very interesting. All of them and, were and, who, and same with Karate Kid, Cobra, up against Cobra Kai. Yeah, and yeah. We're always fighting the snakes, man. We're always fighting the snakes. It's like in the it. Bible from the beginning. Yeah. It is. It, that is interesting. That is an interesting point all the way around on that of yeah. uh, the, the myth of the serpent as it relates to it. Well, that's what and we I'm, do here on the Friday. <laughs> yeah. Fucking we get, a, we get to the bottom of things and don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> man, did you, um, I know I'm going to save a, a fair amount of this for light the fuse, but we got to talk about it. Did you watch AEW dynamite last night? I did. Man. It was bookended with lots of blood, which was kind of weird, you know? You know, you know, Moxley's always going to gig because he can't lean on wrestling ability anymore. He just does trash style wrestling, and that's if that's his forte. I'm fine with it, but you don't open a show with with color, no. in my opinion. I mean, no. If it was once a year and that happened, and it was a mistake, or like it just was how you wanted to do it, just to throw people off the scent of your, you know, your uh, format, that's that's fine. But every match of his is color, and it just gets tiring and it takes away from it. Uh, Jericho when he. Uh, played it at the end of his match. The, the 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 director in AEW needs to be fired, or they need to really school him. There was a lot of technical snafus last night, and I, I mean, you can see him up against the ropes, holding the blade in his hand. And they had the camera right up against it, like yeah. even if that's even if the camera is there, if you're the director, hit the other fucking button. Your wide shot, get away from that. Why? Did, I have seen so many blade jobs in AEW. It's it's. I don't, it's almost like they, well, we want to do that to show people that, you know, he's actually really okay and he's in control of it. You know what I mean? Like some sort of weird mental, you know, jargon just to like talk away. Like like when The Undertaker was in the casket and they burnt it, like came through the matches and they put the gasoline on it. Yeah. And put it on. They purposely put it in an area where kids could see The Undertaker go underneath the casket and roll uh, away. Because they wanted people to actually, but you didn't see it on camera. But you did see it live because they wanted, because they knew there were kids there, and like, the kids will see him get out. Yeah. And then they light it on fire. They gave like the, the whole from the time the Undertaker went into the casket, they put it where it needed to go and light it. And you know he was already out. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. They, they the people were 
obviously able to see it, but we didn't see it at home. But right. in AEW, unlike like, when Shaq fucking jumped out of the back of the ambulance and ran away after they stretchered him out of the ambulance, he went forty <laughs> fucking yards. It's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. they, or like Mike Tyson holding onto the TNT belt and yawning, like, it's yeah, dude, man. they. I wanted to give him a break because I, I know when you go to Canada, they have a one-for-one one hiring policy for pros. So I thought maybe they had hired some scab workers while they were up there and that that's what it is. But in the in this recap alone of what we're talking about, you're absolutely right. The, and it's not like you've never seen it before until last night, yeah. which then you can throw, yeah. all right, you give him a mulligan or whatever. But this is like every time someone has a, a blade – you see it immediately, like they, and Jericho doesn't do himself any favors. He's very open when he does it, and it's it's just it's like he doesn't well, that's try a, to uh, as Somebody's not igging either. They're not igging production, or they're fucking our production is really that bad because. All you have to do is go to them before and say, "I'm going to gig after the DDT or the chair shot or right. whatever." Stay wide. Right. Until you see like well, you go on the other guys, you go on his opponent, like yeah. selling whatever it was that got him into that position. Yeah, just smarten him up back. when you're gonna yeah. do it and fucking wait. And then once it comes back, get your establishing yeah. shot and then come back once the blood flowing. But know that between here and here, do not be on me. You right. know and, what I and mean? And the referee should also know too, because that person will then stand in front of them breaking that horseshoe thing that they work with the hard right. cam and will sure. be like, Oh, are you okay? Are you all right? Oh, and then you're you know, you're moving and you're and you're blocking him completely from the from the hard cam. Right. So when he can do it, at least they have a little bit of protection from, you know, this camera over here on the floor or the fan over here that's you know, watching that and then so that this referee is doing a distraction bit. The other person who laid you out to, to gig is doing something reeling back and selling. And, you know, there's this should be a lot of movement going on to distract the viewer's eye mm. while you're just, it looks like you're just checking your eyebrow. You're like, oh man. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're, you're covered. But they don't even try to I mean, hide his, it in an old school mentality way. You're, you're so right on A. You don't get color in the beginning because it's such a high point. There's no, nobody can follow it. You know what I mean? Except for yeah. cutting your own hand off or something. And Moxley's wrestling is uh, atrocious in the psychology of what they bury and that they just stand in the pocket throwing forearms and nobody's even registering. And right. like the fact that they're doing that in the opener, if I'm up next, I'm going, what the fuck is this guy doing? He just killed all believability and credibility for the rest of the show. I've got to go out there and win clean now after they kicked out of everything and fucking they just buried all strikes as phony like yeah. good luck yeah. i'm like holy yeah. shit how do you get to this point and be that bad at psychology and then the rest of this show suffered oh i mean you can go to AEW botches on twitter now and there's clip after clip from the show this is hamilton ontario the one they were dreading from i think they had 850 pre-sale you know uh, mm -hmm. for tv they didn't even fill the J hook. It was just the straight Oof. line down. They couldn't even come to the, the half point of the hook. And uh, that that hurt their production. I was watching that where they're just cutting back to this back view of the, mm -hmm. the hard cam crowd to make it look like there's people there. Yeah. And um, I think morale was probably low. There was a lot of botches sting taking a Oof. massive. Uh, he might have broke his jaw or else. It too, yeah, he smashed his mouth on uh, Sammy's leg there. Yeah, and why is there nuts. two tables there? And and the he first one was already obviously broken. The leg couldn't even. It was already detached completely from the table when he was setting it up. Like, this is built to be fucked up.
Yeah, and and Stang jumped. He should have gone up one rung higher. He was too far away. He was too, too far away and too yeah. low. And so, and and you're booking Sting on TV to, to a do a super ladder sc- scary ladder spot in front of the smallest crowd in AEW. Yep, history, that's when you bro. get the guys together. And you, I know we talked about earlier, but we're gonna change that. We're gonna tease the spot, but instead. To come up with something else, right? Right, Stink could have climbed, and, and Darby's like, No, I got this. Yeah, Instead, Darby right. goes, Yeah, go ahead, fuck yourself up. Yeah, <laughs> Darby's, Darby's yeah. there to take the bumps for Sting, that's his fucking job. While Sting shines him with legacy, and said, Let's fucking break Sting's jaw. Okay, now see, here's how I would have booked it like you said, like Sting didn't go up very, very high. Darby was already up there, and he goes, No, you, Sting says to Darby, You get down, I'm gonna do it. He should have said, okay, brother, no problem. And he starts to get down one rung while Sting turns around. Darby then goes to the top, puts his hands on Sting's shoulders to stop him from doing it, jumps over Sting, jumps and over then does him. it. Yeah, sure. It saves him from the bump. Yep. That's fine. But Sting, why, why Stinger is taking that bump at all is Right, insane. and then the say Sting wanted to do it. Darby beat him to the punch because he just can't say no to a high right. spot because he's an adrenaline junkie. Oh, that kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Instead, he's like, no, nah, go ahead and kill yourself, old man. Yeah, all right. yeah. It's okay that you're 68 and you're doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, <it's just> nuts. <sighs> but uh, speaking of opening with color, uh, back when I moved to Arizona for the first time, I've lived here th- three different times. Back in 2000, um, I got booked for a show out here and I was um, the second match. This is like my second or third show with this company. And I was the second match of the night. The opener was these two older guys. I was probably like 27, 28 at the time. And I'd already been working for 10 years. And I'm like, okay, second match. That's fine. And I go, I'm peeking through the curtain to see, you know, what are these guys doing? And they were like guys that were in their mid to late forties, maybe 50. A guy named Mike Contreras was a very popular Mexican dude who used to bring his, he had a humongous family. He had like 20 kids and they would all come to the show and scream. We love you, dad. During the, during their <laughs> matches, it was horribly embarrassing. And uh, he was wrestling this guy called black Mamba, who was probably just a few years younger than him, but they both had been around for 3000 years. And uh, they're in the opener and they're blading and getting color. And I'm and there's blood on the mat. And I'm like, and I look at the, the booker, CC star. And I go, CC, what the fuck do you expect me to go out there and do now that they've fucking both yeah. opened up and it's all, and then now the mats look like shit. I'm not bumping in that. And I'm not like, and he just stood there and he goes, what happened? And he looks out there and he's like, Oh, son of a bitch. And he puts his hand in his head and he's like, shake. It's like, dude, you knew they were going to like this, this guy, Mike Contreras would gig every match he was in. It was the only thing he knew what to do. It's the only thing he could do is that you fight from underneath and uh, but you never even hardly even fight back. It was just a very strange. Yeah. I don't even know why they booked because they sold twenty tickets to his family. Right. So it was a guaranteed four hundred dollars at the gate. So I I went out there and I did a match and I didn't take a single bump and I was just walking and talking the whole time like I don't give a fuck. I'm not I'm not bumping in somebody's fucking right. blood. I don't know this motherfucking guy. Yeah. Like you want to fire me or never use me again? I'll be glad not to come back. But. No, they they we work together, but uh, you know every match, every show, I'd say, hey, is there any color yeah, <laughs> happening yeah, tonight? Right. Like, like before my match, just so I know what I'm. And if anything, let the guy who's brought twenty people, you don't put him on first either, because the, as soon left. as he's done, they're all going to be gone by intermission. As soon and as he gets happened. his merch money, he's fucking out. Yeah, he hit the showers, come out to do autographs with his head all wrapped up yep. for sympathy, and, and gone. And all his family would leave. Yeah, it was, it's. 
That's just that's, stupid. Yeah, stupid all the way around, dude. And last night's show was six man at two shitty sixes back to back. You know, and one of them had no reason. I get there's another AEW botches with Vikingo doing a front planche on Keith Lee, barely catching him, and then Keith Lee pulls him on top. I'm just like, wow, bro, that was it's, rough. Good to see Keith Lee's actually taking the time to shave and dye his hair. Uh, somebody pulled him aside and said, "No more wizard robe. Yeah. Get rid of the gray no. beard and get some just for men." Right, God right. damn it! Right, like if I was still working in the ring and I'm 49 years old, so that's not going to happen. I would at least take the time to dye my shit again. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You can't tell when it's all buzzed tight and you get the brown just for men and you get it all done. Look, I, I would look you know much younger, but I don't give a fuck now because I'm not working. I I love my white beard. I earned this 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 way. A lot of people ever get to be this old to have a white beard. I popped at Forbidden Door because I was with sideburns and I go, we gotta keep an eye out for uh Lovins and and Josh and and you know, I just look and all of a sudden in the upper right corner I see white beard and I look next to him, I see the buck shirt, and then I see the pink shirt, which is their buddy Justin there, and I go, There they fucking are. So yeah, yeah. yeah, he was right away busting his balls about being a mark on hard cam. He was fucking (laughs) (laughs) he's like, We got moved here. I go, Yeah, 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 sure you did, buddy. Tell Nick I said hi. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So I I said, How was that ride home? He's like, the fucking worst, man. At three AM driving yeah, through toronto like oh fuck five five and a half hour pay-per-view show like yeah oh. dude that's a rough one i did yeah. that when we went to we worked um you know the uh fucking crossfire show and then we went to uh toronto to see lois of the low perform and getting out of that and driving back that five and a half hours rolling at 6 a.m is fucking brutal and that's bro. not like you can take the ferry overnight because it stops nope. So at least that would have saved you two hours. Yep. No, but you're going long. You're going long way. There is yep. no easy way around, way around unless you're yep. swimming across the lake. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. man. But uh, rough show for them. And as we head into Money in the Bank, that's the the next big news here. But I think WWE business and I think uh, AEW business don't even matter. It's all about the weird politics backstage and what's going to boil over and. And whatnot. Uh, I didn't even cover that on the Monday locker room. I had forgotten to put it out there, but uh, you know, I it's it's gone cold to some degree now because I know they're too much of uh, chicken shit to accept the challenge. But uh, with Billy Body and all that, with uh, wanting to box it at Steve oh, yeah. Mania, but now Punk is suing him because of uh, libel. I guess I don't know. I didn't listen to his podcast, but here's the thing: like the fact that he would come out and talk about it blatantly on his podcast and give them more ammo shows ridiculous ignorance to me, you know? And, uh, I'm thinking to myself, Hey, if you need attorney's fee, I know uh, a way you can make some money. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's get what the gate up. Did he say yeah. about punk? Um, there was something about, uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, they were selling some shirt that it was like a rib about pedophiles shit. I think off of his LGBTQ stuff and, oh. you know, or, or peds or something like that. I, I, I don't even know. I don't want to speculate. Right, right, right. Punk will sue me. But uh, it was something behind the scenes. But of course, this guy wants spotlight at any cost. That's all he yeah. gives a shit about. So he's, you know, I'm sure terrified, but at the same time, couldn't help himself from run tell that. And Punk knows that. So mm-hmm. now he's just going to feed for him, give him more ammo, 
and it's probably going to cost them one way or another. And I'm sure Punk's pockets are a lot deeper. <laughs> than, oh, yeah. Than, yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see him uh, lose his Porsche that he always talks about and whatever apartments. Uh, really? Is a, <laughs> Punk has a Porsche? No, no, no. Oh, Billy, yeah, that's all he okay. finds. That. Every time leads back to something. <laughs> no, he probably takes like, the fucking. It's like a 1990 Toyota Tercel because he's just too cheap to. No, he's Fine. got a he's got the red like he line get train his teeth fixed, but he'll, but he'll have a nice <laughs> car. Like he takes the brown line to Sedwick, uh, and that's it. Gets right, off right. at the da- at the real. Damon spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so interesting that way. But uh, hey, if this guy needs extra money now, uh, definitely. Get those ticket sales up for Stevie Mania because I'll be happy to knock his ass out and uh, give him whatever percentage of the game. And uh, Lost Sheep to Lost Shepherd. I'll fight them both in one night and they can make a little payday, get the negative uh, spotlight that they crave so much and maybe uh, not come out too too far from the beaten punks going to put on them with the attorney. So, Idiots. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing uh, I wanted to get your opinion on for sure was we saw jungle boy, Jack Perry turn heel, uh, on uh, hook at forbidden door. Thought it was stupid that he hits him with one clothesline and hook sells for three minutes. Meanwhile, guys in the main area, right. the opener last night can take 78 things and fucking right. kick out, but hook had the belt. He didn't use it on him. Right. He like right. picked it up and threw it at him after hook still selling one. Well, he, was, he was emotionally crushed. Because yeah. they were best yeah. friends, <laughs> and that's what it was. It was just going, I could get up and hit him, but I, my I still understand why he did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, Taz that, had that, more heat over it. <laughs> than, 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 uh, hook. Well, Taz Taz wrote it. That's why, probably yeah. right. So, uh, and Taz was selling it as good as he could, but they did. Yeah. I, I think they probably tried telling him to use the belt, but he hit the clothesline and just stayed down. I don't know. He should have, you know, drop it. He should have just let him, let him lead, grab the belt out of his hand from behind hook, turns around, bing, hit him. Right. Fucking that easy. Super easy. Yeah. That that seems like it's a day late and a dollar short with the heel turn, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like, so does this mean that he and Lucha Soros should get along now? Like now they're both heels. Like right. when I was, the, you know, in a tag team, I was tag world champion, and now it's okay. So, let Christian manage him. But <laughs> why not? Be like, hey, I've come around. I understand what you were trying to tell me earlier. Let's, yeah, you're right. I might have get him a little bit more heat anyway. Like, you know, because he still looks like a 15 year old. You know, like he weighs 140 pounds, soaking wet. Well, so his big heat, his big heat is now that uh, he cashes fat checks and fucks the hottest bitch yeah. in two er, in uh, AEW. <laughs> two CW. Who that? Who Who's the hottest bitch in two CW? Uh, I don't know. We don't think we had anybody regular. Probably enough. you. You might. Yeah, be. me. <laughs> well, Josh had the biggest rack, so yeah, yeah, him. that's true. I'm uh, I'm up there too. Yeah. Me, uh, Super Beast could be the hottest <laughs> bitch in two CW. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's the biggest bitch in two yeah. CW? <laughs> yeah. there you go. Uh, um, yeah. but so, yeah, so, so who's gonna? So I guess Hook's got to cut this kid's hair then, and that's a heel move, but. But yeah, I've heard that anyway. Hook might be headed for NXT. That he's got the feelers out for that too. So, and I can see Taz jumping to NXT now to do commentary. I bet they'd hire him. Oh sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, I mean, he has you know a legacy with the company. Yeah, why wouldn't you? 
Taz's commentary pops a shit on me, all the Jones things and fucking yambag Jones or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the dude, I guess Sonata apologized. Man, not Sonata. What's the guy he fought? Uh, that Punk fought at Forbindor. Kojima? Yeah, I think so. Because he elbowed him. He dropped the elbow right in Punk's fucking nuts. He oh, didn't did he? mean to do it. Yeah, he missed Ooh. him. He like, completely was off on the delivery. He elbowed him right in the cock. And so he oh, that sucks. Him. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Lots of heavy elbows coming down from the Japanese side. <laughs> Breaking Danielson's arm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> a lot of stiff shit. Yeah, that, it was, it was just so great to open that forbidden door with guys who fucking... How did any of that benefit New Japan at all, by the way? I don't think it does. Except for uh, Sonata, right? Just those guys getting to be marked to be on US TV, right? That's what they're really marking out for that. Not only that, but then they have Okada Tap. Like, holy frig. I can't even imagine what that must have cost to have a Yep. That's a big money finish right there. Those guys are laughing all the way to the bank on that one. There's no doubt about it, man. So I don't know what Jungle Boy I've laid out the 90210 thing X amount of times, but uh, <laughs> at least he got a reaction, I guess. But the, the heat wasn't there. And then to come out with a new cool guy jacket on and look at the camera, take the glasses down and fucking do the right. back. It was just do a little wink. Yeah. He's like, yeah. uh, trying to be Shawn Michaels from 1990, but. Kind of been done, but uh, yeah. he's too small to be an effective heel, in my opinion. I just don't see him being able to lay down any real heat unless he just only works with you know tiny cruiserweights his entire career. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's it, not like just... when Brian Pillman did it, he was an ex football player, he was still bigger than their typical cruiserweight wow. today. He had massive and he was charisma, yeah, massive and, charisma. Yeah, and, and like when he went nutty on somebody, you could believe it because he was like the loose cannon. You know, so well, Jungle Boy is kind of a black hole of charisma. It's the exact opposite, yeah, right? Like, it, just, it, and now, like for Heat, all he has to do now is react to the fans, like, go, you know, chanting his song at him. Oh, I don't want that song anymore. Like, okay, so we'll yeah. chant it. It's like yeah. house show Heat kind of thing. Like, and he just his matches with the crowd basically for twenty minutes. Schoolboy at the end, one, two, three, get out of dodge. It's, it's easy Heat and it's easy money, but you can't do that on TV every week. No, or the fact that if you're going to do it, where's the, you're slamming the hottest chick. Why is she not by your side? Right. Where is she? Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be jealous in the sexuality and the, the crazy making out in the ring. No, you got a new jacket and some sunglasses. Oh, great. They better be careful because, uh, if they do an angle where she breaks up with them on TV, you know how, uh, life imitates art. Oh, well, that's the whole thing when you're in the ring going, I, I fucked in the hottest chick in, the, in wrestling, and the guys are in the back going, we'll see about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like, I have to, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you see his promo? He called you a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? Yeah, take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crossing the line, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certain things you'll do, but that's, that's a little stiff. If anything, she should have been out there bragging about his dick size and saying that all the fans got fucking little dicks, right? Like, right, right. If we're, if we're doing sex, but we're, we don't even have her out there to do. She was going out there with a limp. Stuff. Walk out bowlegged. <laughs> <Gangs to Libya. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Um, but yeah, man, I just like. You're doing a heel turn. He was over as a baby face, even though his promos and shit were rotten. It's just because of who he is and whatnot. Yeah. So the heel turn was going to mean a little something, but we didn't get any value out of it. And definitely not believable at all, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm sure Taz was like, uh, they're young, you know? Yeah. 
thing is, when you turn, when you do something like that, you turn like a, a, a notable baby heel. There has to be like this, I would say like meteoric rise, but he has to elevate himself on the card now. And I don't know if like doing that with Hook is going to be the key, or if Hook is leaving, and who who do you pair him with? Where you know what baby face against you know a heel jungle boy, which they have to obviously drop that whole thing and just be Jack Perry going forward. You right. know, uh, with brand new music, brand new gear. You know, he's got to, the, the reason he was called that because of his hair. Got to get rid of the hair. Yeah, somebody but, should. You know, yeah, but he needs to have like these bit hot wins over name talent to keep that momentum going or else it just was a failure. Yeah, and if uh, Hook is going to, if he does jump ship, well, you're going to have Hook go over on him and pay off the heat and then well, leave? Like I think, I guess, like, I can think of the, the only guy that I could imagine pairing him with who's a baby face in his size is um, not just not just Don because he's a little higher up on the card would be um, Orange Cassidy. He's mm. got a title, he's a baby face, he's on a roll. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that... Maybe Especially since they're putting him in shitty six right now that had yeah, no meaning him. whatsoever. You're like, what the fuck? I go, what is this match even supposed to be? Like, this Hamilton show probably could have been one of their worst shows ever. I yeah, think it, was, it seemed like it was made up on the fly. Like maybe, yeah. there, maybe there were last minute changes we don't know about. Could be. You know, it is when you go over the border and next thing you know, so and so didn't make it, or someone someone got pulled over, or this guy's not allowed because of his DUIs. Yeah. You know. Adam Cole was sick on the pay-per-view, couldn't work. You know what I mean? Like, you're mm-hmm. going to have all these wrenches thrown in the works constantly. And maybe they had something else planned, and this was like a last-minute scrub. Like, well, this is the best we can fucking do with what we have to work with right now. Right. So give him a pass. But if you see it happening week after week, then it's not a, you know, it wasn't just by chance. It was just by, you just don't know how to format a show. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Like that just seemed like something got switched up big time and everything suffered and morale with a low crowd had to be rough. Uh, this one, that's about it for AEW news. The rest is almost all WWE. Uh, but, uh, hall of famer Sergeant Slaughter, uh, opens up about Lacey Evans and the Cobra clutch here. Uh, after losing this Lena Vega money in the bank qualifier on June 2nd, Quickly, too. Lacey Evans was called out on Twitter by Sergeant Slaughter's daughter for using Slaughter's uh, Cobra Clutch. Oh, no, this goes back to June 2nd. I, was I, saying, hey, was, I think we talked about this like last she, week. She just lost, she just lost uh, this past week. Uh, Slaughter himself now addressed the situation in a new interview with Sports Skeeda. From his perspective, he wishes WWE would have asked permission first. He says, I would have, I would think the writer or somebody would call me up and say, Hey, you mind if we use the Cobra Clutch or maybe call it something else? Uh, DiBiase brought it in, and when I was gone with G.I. Joe, he used it as the million dollar dream. Should uh, she should have come up with another name of it just to be cut, but just to call the Cobra Clutch? Slaughter added, I had to end up using the Camel Clutch when I came back because DiBiase was using my hold. So I asked the Iron Sheik, I said, Is it okay if I use your move? Oh, yes, Sarge, it'd be an honor for you to use that. That's the way the business was. You respected right. your talent and the people that you worked with. I would never have used it unless he would have said, yes, go ahead and use it, because that one made him famous. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, absolutely. And I think it's just a respect thing. Well, that and the fact that the whole thing is going to be when it had to be pitched was you're going to be a female Sergeant Slaughter. Right. OK, can Sarge come in and give me the rub? You're like right, that right, that's right. not that's well, the whole that fucking purpose. Yeah, like yeah, why why wouldn't remember, you remember a lot of people don't remember when Sarge broke into Worldwide Wrestling Federation in the seventies, 
he was only 24, 25, but he was a big ass bastard and he was a heel. Sergeant Slaughter was a heel until like, like yeah. the early, you know, mid eighties. Until Vince, he, until he pitched himself as a baby face to Vince senior. And, and, but Vince Jr. was like, he said, looking over his shoulder going, and, but Vince Sr. was like, no, you're a heel. So as soon as it was like that right. transition, when Jr. took over, that's when he became his big right. baby face. Until then he was doing like those uh, matches, like the, you know, uh, barricade matches, whatever the hell they called them. He and uh, Pat Patterson had a bloody mm-hmm. feud and they beat the living hell out of each other. And uh, so for years, so I get why they're making Lacey like that heel thing, but until Sarge puts his stamp on it, it's just a, it's a, it's a ripoff. Until he, you know, is on TV saying, you know, I'm a, he kind of has to be a heel, like being like, ah, you know, you're too easy on these pukes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it'd be easy, easy to do. I, I, I'm actually surprised he's not with the company. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Things, you know? Yeah, he's got a legends contract. He must, and then to have the daughter go in on him. And the fact is. Even though he's legacy for Americana, obviously Sergeant Goddamn Slaughter, but uh, he's not a real Marine. Right? She she is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and we're going after. And when did they debut her? Memorial Day, right around there. So, but they're having her get booed the same week on SmackDown on Monday that we did a tribute to the troops thing, right. instead of crossing over, having them all there and doing all this. And yeah, heat on the writer for not calling to do that, but it had it must have been Lacey should have done. How could yeah? How could you not pitch this with him being an integral part to kick right. things and off? I, I can imagine. I've talked to Slaughter a million times. You've talked to Slaughter a million times. Yeah. One of the nicest guys, down to earth dudes you will ever meet. And if she said, "Hey, listen, this is what they're planning with me, and I'm a shoot marine, and I'm sure he already knows that." And uh, listen, like I would, I would be honored if you let me do the. Cobra Clutch, he would be choked up and be like, it would be my pleasure to let you do that. In fact, why don't I come over there and we'll do a vignette and I'll show you how to do it and you know, take it from there. Like the passing of the torch, it moves on. We have continuity and there's purpose behind it now. Right. And that would only have taken a day to get They showed the thing with her pit fighting when they tried to relaunch her, right? She's fighting and all you have to do is pan over to like have, have her get somebody in the clutch, pan over, and she laces her legs around and him and water going- goes, yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's all. That one shot. Yeah. And and we didn't take the time to do that. That's a big problem in wrestling, and slaughter's dead on on the respect part of it. But and as a dude who's in this is like mid-70s, why wouldn't you take yeah. advantage of it while you could? That aside, like that's just, just simple creative. Away. Yeah, that's no, that's that's on, the guys. simple creative dude of getting getting it all over. Uh, they but then I again I look at uh, the Ascension Night One. They have them come out and bury oh, fucking uh, the, the Road Warriors and, ever, yeah. instead of bringing out Animal and giving them the fucking rub to go. These yeah, are the next guys. Get them up on shows and Animal does the you yep. know, thing that he yep. used to do with Hawk the double thumbs up. Get them yep. up. Get them up. Yep. You know. But, it would have been that easy, but they and killed him. What, right what would have cost? Fucking like two grand to get that done. Nothing. Yeah. Like fly him out there, put him up in a hotel, and pay him for his time at the show. And here's the exact same thing, you know, with Slaughter doing Comic Cons and stuff now, even. So he's yeah. still out doing a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, so heat really is on creative or else there's some bigger heat that we don't know about. And it got pitched and got shut down. Like, fuck right. that guy. I'm not yeah, working yeah. with him. You know what I mean? But that don't seem like the guy I know, but we're talking about high level. No. Mafia oh, shit and, and yeah. I mean, like I said, the, 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 every time we've ever had to do business with him, he was kid gloves, man. And yeah. Was, and, but, crazy. but now because of that, exchange on twitter her shit kind of is dead in the water again because they took yeah, her off TV for two know. weeks yeah. brought her back and boom but there was money there and and they fucked it they fucked yeah. it right out of the gate oh here's what interesting one triple h you might have heard of him uh reportedly doesn't want logan paul to win the 2023 men's money in the bank match in an update twitter account better wrestling experience tweeted the game doesn't want logan to win the briefcase and there's apparently a few discussions of having logan feud with la knight in response to a comment that logan feuding with knight would mean knight isn't winning money in the bank uh that twitter account replied with not necessarily but can be the case and added that knight damian priest are still the favorites to win uh bwe also mentioned that everyone in wwe is hyped about money in the bank leaving it'll be bigger than backlash and night of champions um yeah i think those three names are absolutely who should be on the board and for very specific and different reasons if you're and stevie and i covered some of this and he had great points on uh both raw review and uh smackdown live review this week on russo brand but LA or LA night is hot and they want him to go like the crowd wants him to go over. He's getting over. The crowd so, yeah. So if you're going to make a guy, you could make him in the WWE universe. Definitely. And, How often uh, have we seen the crowd wants it? So the office goes, no, no, fuck that. Yeah, We're not ready yet. Exactly. And then uh, Damian priest is, was on a good push and obviously was going to break away what looked like from jury duty, but they've handed him two strange losses that, Dominic could have taken and and he would have stayed strong going into this as a baby face to be the guy to be the next guy to step up to be you know face Roman now that he would have the people behind him so there's it but that's kind of been slowed down the other part is Logan Paul can win that and take that money in the bank briefcase through all social media and get everything over and more mainstream and get way more eyes on it. Now, the other two I talked about are in the WWE wrestling bubble. This choice goes way outside of that. And Steve even outlines it more. I won't recap what he did. But who do you put over here? And it's interesting the game doesn't want Logan Paul to win when the money is on Seth versus Logan Paul, not really Logan Paul versus Roman, Wait, but Logan Paul versus Seth. Right. right. There did Logan Paul and Roman in Saudi Arabia, so that's right. kind of already been seen. But yeah, but versus Seth, I can see Logan Paul having a run with the belt. I've been saying that for a long time because the guy's such a natural athlete. And I mean, if he wins, then guess what? People actually know about it because the guy's got millions upon millions of followers, and uh, they go and check out his stuff. And when he does clips of uh, matches and stuff, they get like forty million views. That guy, I mean, to not do it, it would be silly at this point to put it on LA Night. LA Knight is going to be around for a while. He doesn't need it. And if he did get it, I don't think they'd let him win the belt with it anyway. So I think the best thing would be to put it on Logan Paul, let him have a run towards Seth, let him have a run as champion. Why the fuck not? He can do it. Well, what's funny is if he beats Seth, that's the workhorse title, and now you've got a reality star who's here. Who cares? The title is 15 minutes old. The World Workhorse title is the Intercontinental Belt. Always has been. And uh, 
Seth doesn't need the belt. He's bigger than the belt. And uh, give him something to work off of anyway. And it gives him a spotlight of being in the, you know, if he wants to do some cross stuff after wrestling, getting out there and letting people see who he is rather than just being a wrestler on TV because he hasn't really had those movie moments where, you know, like the other guys have had over the years. He hasn't been out there like The Miz or you know, Stone Cold and The Rock or Triple H even doing movies outside of the business. He's kind of just been in the ring. This could be a chance for people to see him and go, oh, that's Seth Rollins. But, man, he gave Logan Paul a hell of a match. I, sure. you know, I wonder what he could do other than wrestling-wise. You know, So it could be a good stepping stone for both of those guys and do double business that way. Maybe Seth boxes even, uh, you know, one of those gimmicks. Uh, with and he's just young enough and in great shape enough where he can still kind of, you know, do something new like boxing or MMA or something that's non-pro wrestling style and get some eyeballs on it if, you know, they take the right step. Why, why is Triple H against this, though? I don't that's think. That's just it. fucking, that's just fodder. Because well, maybe he it, does it, the thing that because he wants people to think that there's, yeah, because they want to keep him as, you know, Logan Paul is the heel rather than the baby face. Because if you're going to put him against Seth, he needs to be the heel rather than the face because Seth's their top baby face right now. Yeah. So if Triple H says he doesn't want it to and he does, then we should boo. Because we like well, Triple H. I, let me put it to you. I, I agree with that that scenario for sure. But let me put it this way: that Seth is Triple H's chosen one, right? Like, oh yeah. And uh, and Seth has dropped that he before in interviews that he doesn't like these reality stars showing up and taking spots because he's one of the boys or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and that's where the heat is. Is this really Triple H like politicking and it gets leaked out because him and Seth are like, fuck this guy. He's not coming in here. When Vince, you know, we know there's a distance between them. When yeah. Vince and Bruce are like, this guy can take us outside of the wrestling realm. Right. Da, 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 you know, like, and, and plus it'll stick it right up there. Right, right. And then it'll fucking piss them off. Like, the they might put him over just for the fact that if there's inner yeah. turmoil and games just against to watch it, them walk with that would. Right, right. Or you get you get fucking game to believe that Damian Priest or fucking uh, L.A. Knight are going over, and then you switch it on him just to yeah. fuck with him at the eleventh hour. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yep. Or which isn't the case. They're playing the long game. They have set to say things like "I can't stand these guys," and just to have yeah. it right. be the scenario. The heat. The heat. Uh, it's always interesting of which yeah. roadmap we're going down. <laughs> Sometimes you're on two roads at once too, and it's a cover right, for another right. one. Oh uh, shit. Uh, former WWE star changes. Oh, sorry. Who would you have go over? So you'd have Logan, Logan Paul, Paul for sure. hundred percent. You wouldn't too. have to think about it. Former WWE star changes up his look and says he's pitched a new character to the company. Uh, former star PJ Black, a.k.a. Justin Gabriel, he says, I didn't plan on growing this beard during lockdowns. I kind of just grew a little goatee until the point and I uh, just started looking and growing. I even cut a bit off every week. And I was like, this will work for a new character that I'm trying to launch, this Dr. Darewolf slash shaman oh. character which I have not yet fully pulled the trigger on, but I've dropped some hints, so it kind of works. So let's see where it goes. Black pitched this new character to WWE and AEW. He said, I did show them this new character I've been working on. I sent them the package. I sent it to all the writers, producers, and everyone I know that works there. And, you know, it's kind of got mixed reviews for everyone's everyone's like, interesting i really want to see what's next wow what a put off that is yes some people some people are like wow there's so much we could do with it because there's so many layers done right yeah keep developing it 
Yes. We'll never get, we'll never get to the table. Yeah. And then Someone, when you do develop it, we'll go, yeah, wait, this is, this is ridiculous. We can't do anything. No, they'll, yeah, they'll go, sorry, it's not for us. And then they'll take it, change the name and put it on somebody else. There you go. Uh, some of the AEW people were just like, ah, yeah, this is cool, but you can, but can you just be Darewolf? And I was like, yeah, I can do that too. So we'll see what happens. So he's got, he's got this fucking, have you seen the, the, the way he looks or no? no? Uh, hold on. Oh, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> oh my God. He looks like a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I guess, uh, going back to, uh, 19 or you know 1920s carnival barker type stuff or the magician uh is what's hot so um i don't I'll know tell you this it does uh, give him a different persona you wouldn't have known it was the same guy yeah no i agree but he, he it reminds me of something that would have been on uh you know you know what he looks like to me uh remember on bozo the clown noonie, 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 the fucking guy <laughs> yeah. who was the magician yeah. fucking yeah, guy yeah, i can't yeah. remember his name i can't either but i know what you're uh, talking about fucking a. I gotta bring that up there. Fucking yeah. Bozo's uh, magician. Oh yeah, Bozo magician. Oh my god. What the fuck is that called? Come on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Bozo's magician. Uh, this is Mister Wizzo the Wizard. Oh good lord. I never would. I never would have got Wizzo nope. the Wizard. Here he is. <laughs> Right, like Perfect, that's yeah. a, come on, you fucking thing, catch you guys can see it. There it is. Uh, but yeah, that's he, that's he what it reminds me. Outfit and then be like the wizard. Do you think he even knows about oh, Wizard no. of the Wizard? Not a chance. <laughs> uh, but the Darewolf, I don't know what it is to me. Like, hey man, everybody's always trying to get in and break the walls down. I get yeah, it, what yeah. it is. But those responses where he's trying to put it over, and they like it, but just the words that they're saying is to me is wrestling bubble definitely. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. what you're getting. Like, besides, he's, he's so injury prone. You can't give the guy a contract. He'll be off on his day off, jumping off a ledge somewhere and breaking right. his leg again. So, and that's a character the way that looks. Like, but he still wants to do dare wolf, like do daring things and right, shit. Obviously. Yeah, that that's a when I look at that character, that's a repo man character. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like that's creep around and do next to nothing. Oil can not, Harry type shit. Right. <laughs> right. But but those guys can't help themselves from doing a flip off of something instead. Ugh. You know, I can so, flip off it. Yeah. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> and, but but the thing was, you say you can do a flip, do you? <laughs> oh, wow, we don't have anybody. He flips no. this guy. Yeah. This guy. This flips. guy does flips. <laughs> uh, like I don't know, man. I, like I said, I'm not trying to shit on the dreams or but the comeback, but it, it makes me sad because I think of PJ Black, and he was young when he got hired, and, yeah. but. I don't know how old he is now, but to be like, and I got a new character I'm going to pitch to you. It just like hurts my stomach. Of like, it does, doesn't it? It's 15, embarrassing for him. Yeah, 15 year pro like you that you got to, and 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 I and they gave me this feedback that means nothing. I'm just like, oh yeah. I said for- it to everybody. You know, everybody at the meeting is like, did you get that fucking package from Peter? <laughs> yes. Yes. I got it. What did you tell him? I told him it was great. Keep working on it because you, yeah. you don't want to let the guy down. Don't hurt his feelings. Just yeah. Fucking ridiculous. It's fucked up, man. Because uh, he grew up in the industry, right? His father was a promoter. Mm. Didn't think he'd be used to like the, the, the soft sell of, hey, brother, keep it up. Good work. Oh, we're looking forward to having you here once we can figure things out. 
You know, don't you think he's heard that a million times already? Would be smart to that, or is his ego so big he has to take it as uh, it's, it's this is happening? It's just a matter of time, right? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it hurts my stomach to think about. Um, oh, there was a. Um, Bad news. I, there was we got some bad news to go back to AEW. I'm sure everybody knows at this point in the update. Uh, but Brian Danielson uh, actually fractured his right forearm with about 10 minutes left to go against Okada. Uh, the initial thought was Danielson would be out of action for six to eight weeks, but it appears it'll be out of action for a longer period of time. In an injury update, Brian's wife Bree shared an X-ray photo with the following message. Not not sure to be proud or to chastise him for wrestling 10 more minutes with this break. Definitely worse than we thought. Uh, Nurse Bree is ready for action. Oh, my. Get the sponge bath. <laughs> All uh, right. But, but yeah, the, the, a complete break in, yeah. in uh, his forearm bone. Uh, I'm sure you can go find that. Welcome to your Davis. 40s, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Brian man. We, yeah, yeah, DB, American Dragon, whatever you're going yeah. by. Um, as, is, is anybody going to let these guys know this shit's a work? I don't get it. I don't get it. That's the like wrestling is supposed to look like that, but not be that. That's like the 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 illusion of the work. So when you're actually doing it, it's not pro wrestling. It's yeah. like almost like uh, winking and not MMA at that point. Like, oh well, we know we're gonna kick the shit out of each other, but we. I want to be a tough guy, moves. but I'm not really a tough guy. Yeah, it's, it's a very strange um, place to be in. So uh, here, here's a dude who. Is lucky he can even speak in complete sentences, you know, working the main event with a guy who is a foot taller than him and yeah. 10 years younger. Well, maybe not 10 years younger, but I mean, like, is in fantastic shape, but a big dude. And when something like that happens, I, I can't even imagine why he didn't like, just pull his arm in during it. Like, if your arm was too far out there, pull the fuck in. You know, I mean, here's Jericho openly blading on television, giving away the business. Daniel Bryan can't move his arm in two feet. Like, are you so not aware of where Okada is that when he lands, you don't realize that your arm's going to be right underneath his ass or his legs or something like that? But I thought he was. Well, you're afraid you're going to give away the business by pulling your arm in? Then they yeah. look like you're, you're retracting to yeah, you they, get hit. <laughs> that you actually have fucking reflexes and yeah, responses. Yeah, central nervous system. Well, I mean, that's been probably assaulted enough, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's been dulled, to say the yeah. least. Right. So, so yeah. And now he's going to be on the shelf again. This is like the yeah. second time he's been on the shelf with AEW. You know, and what else isn't he telling him? Did he have any adverse reactions after the match? Is he seeing flashes of bright light white? Right. You know, I mean, can, is he able to eat without throwing up after the show? Can he, you know, sleep and not have, like, hematomas, you know, appearing all over his body? Like, right. The, these are the questions that need answers because like I said, you know, welcome to your forties and you know, with the career he's already had, all right, you just did your, the top match on a pay-per-view with the top guy, you tapped him out. There's literally nowhere else for this guy to go. No play. There's no play. There's nothing else left. There really is. Other than having a run as the babyface champion. Um, until which, aliens show up and then they, yeah. Brian Danielson needs to step up and fucking. Right. And they hire him to be like the local goat. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this, what more does, can you possibly do? Unless you're just there to make people. And even though he does do that, it doesn't look believable to me. No, it's not. There's no big milestone. He put over ju- Daniel Garcia. They look fake as fuck. He <laughs> put over. I think he put over Sammy Guevara once. Look, doesn't look. Just you know what he's doing. You're smart to it anyway. So it doesn't help anybody. Yeah, no, it's not getting him over, and it's just earning a paycheck. He put you to, uh, Wheeler Yuta over in the beginning. 
when they were getting ready to do something with that kid. He's about as fucking entertaining as a fucking bag of rocks. <laughs> he, they, they did a good job like two weeks ago when he was on commentary for him and helping him along. But yeah, man, that whole, and they're already trying to break Moxley away with Kingston and all that. Like, I think that why, why are we even calling ourselves a Blackpool combat club? Fucking Regal's been gone. Yeah, like it's, exactly. It, it, this it's the name ridiculous. alone doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Moxley did pop me in the promo with with uh, Kingston. He's like, nobody cares about some Sh- Chikara shit from ten years ago. Yeah. Like, you're, you're right about that. Yeah, nobody, nobody cared does. about it then either. It, it, <laughs> yeah, I said that's exactly what I said to Teresa, and I said, you know how you can tell nobody watched that angle when it happened because nobody did, uh, because they're out of business and nobody gives a fuck about Chikara. Nobody ever did. They had a, a very small fan base of about 150 people. Some of them traveled to show to show. And they'd have a few scragglers who just happen to hear about it or read about it on the internet a few times. But it was comic book wrestling at its worst. And it was stupid from the get-go. And guys named, like, you know, guys like Cesaro were like the Swiss ice cream cone. What? There's five army ants. And this is red ants. And this is yellow ants. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, dude. It was the stupidest of the stupid shit. So nobody watched it. It eventually went out of business. And fuck Mike Quackenbush for coming up with it. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, but th- but these guys act like it was the fucking legacy that made everything. It was that was absolutely brutal. Uh, Braun Strowman on his recovery from neck fusion surgery, dorks. Uh, he says, I hate not being able to do what I love. Uh, as previously noted, Strowman uh, underwent neck fusion surgery and believed that he'll be out of action for just over a year. Uh, on June 23rd, Strowman tweeted, just got the green light to start lightweight training again. Time to rebuild the monster. On Monday, Strowman wrote the following. He says, I'm not going to lie. This is hard. I hate be- not being able to do what I love. Uh, Dance on Tables and Daisy Dukes. I mean, right. uh, especially after it was taken away from me two years ago. Being back where I love and then again having it taken away by things I couldn't control yet again is hard. I just want to wrestle. Well, um, I thought you wanted to control your narrative. You know, that right, was right, uh, right. more more important for a while there. So um, it seems like everybody I want to box either gets hurt, gets sued, or pussies out. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> How much size do you think he's lost in the last couple months? Um, it goes fast, it, man. That, but they said he was driving the pace car at NASCAR last weekend. I didn't really? see how they pushed him through the goddamn how? window of that. Yeah, plus like the, how fast it goes. Like your neck is gonna have tons. Yeah, of yeah. Unless they put him in a, some sort of a brace, but who the fuck knows? Yeah, I didn't see it, but uh, you know it sucks. Obviously, neck fusion surgery, surgery, <laughs> but. Uh, um, I don't see a guy like that coming back from neck fusion surgery. Well, it's not like he takes a shit ton of bumps. So yeah, I'll say all you can do is catch choke slams, pretty much from yeah, that. On, just don't right? be on the floor catching guys like doing those things anymore. That's one of the things you got to, you know, try and take out of the repertoire because he was a big dude. Lots of guys could fall on him for years. You know, do that big bowling alley spot where there's nine pins on the floor and yeah. some dude does a cannonball and they all go tumbling. Those are the kinds of things you probably have to kind of step back from. Even but, the run around the ring shoulder block, because yeah, if he stumbles yeah. and takes one, he's fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just got to plan your shit differently. And uh, and another guy who's, you know, he's not a spring chicken, and you have that much weight on you, it's yeah. just going to take its course on you. If you while. let a guy go because of mental issues in the past, 
sit down and Vince is my dad and now yeah. <laughs> I'm bipolar and uh, you know whatever along right, so with, don't say a negative thing about me ever because it yeah, might be the trigger yeah, don't, right exactly but I'm still a badass giant and then to be released come back and then to kind of be fucked with again right and mm-hmm. only to have a match with Omos where you do your Twitter thumbs and they go oh really and then they put you in a fucking tag team with a flip the flippy floppers you were fucking just insulting but you got a just kidding briz you know what i mean and now you're out after you fucking tried to beal your own opponent and dropped him on his fire your own tag partner dropped him on his fucking head that was about the last thing we seen him do the Um, thing is actually people kind of seem to react favorably towards the two of them together ricochet and uh you know braun so like Big guy, small guy, you know, the buddy partnership kind of thing, like we saw with dogs and cartoons from the 1940s. Like, hey, sure. come on, man, let's move on with the yippee yep. dog and the big dog, you know. So it's, Scrappy it's, it's news, a dynamic that kind of works, man. you know. And you have the power guy, you have the speed guy. So it's, it's a balance that, you know, historically is a pretty good you know, combination. Yeah, but it wasn't because of. No, it wasn't because it worked. Planning, it was, it was a rib, you know what I mean? They just crying at each other on twitter about yeah they had know, to get together and go oh, they're trying to fuck with us let's make the most out of it you right know? yeah so uh, he's obviously i mean time's working against him at this particular point maybe he's got i don't know he'll let his contract run out and see where he is at the end of it well, my point like, is after after they after he's a year from now however long his contract is do you bring him back even after a c4 c5 you know what I mean? Well, it's or, not like a guy you bothered like putting on commentary because he's there simply because of his body and size. You know, right? Well, so, that, that, what they'll do is do uh, get out there with Titus O'Neil in these pirate costumes, right? Like the fucking shit to welcome to WrestleMania, yeah. and that'll be his his spot because you got a C four C five vertebrae fucking fusion. You well, can't. I mean, Edge had it fused too, and he's had another ten years now. Seems like to. He's had a rebirth, but he, I mean, he's also been riddled with lots of injuries too since coming back. But you know, it, it's just it's he Brunette didn't have nearly the career Edge did, so I can see him being like, I'm not done yet. I feel like I want to have my run, I want to have be the top guy. You know, I have the size, I have you know what Vince has always been looking for to be that guy, yeah, yeah. but he's not. I he's don't not think he's got it here, bro. And, and, no, Edge, and that's do, the thing. Edge does. You, you look like you look exactly like what Vince would have loved in the '80s. You would have been the top heel against Hogan in a in a great run, but mentally he can't be somebody you really put any kind of responsibility towards because he could flake out on you at any minute. Mm-hmm. You remember when Big John started uh, talked about his issues with his mom with uh, Vince Senior? <laughs> yeah, so, they got him a good run with Andre. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man, it does suck though. But they, here's a you know. When you hear about people and we're all the island of misfit toys with all geniuses madness, but when yeah. you hear about it, it's hard. This is hard. I'm not gonna lie. As opposed to, I'm the monster of the world and I'm gonna fucking come back bigger, stronger than ever. We get. Yeah. I'm. I'm I just want to be there doing. Right. Well, do what it, I it, love. Yeah. It just shows fucking weakness, man. When yeah. you're the everything that you look like physically, it should be the opposite of weakness, uh, and you're showing it openly. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I you, you, hit a, you hit a heartstring with the uh big John stud stuff because he used to come to Kowalski's all the time because Walter mm-hmm. was this trainer and he was such a great person, he showed me so much and he taught me how to box. 
Nice. He was a hell of a boxer when he was a young man. Yeah. He was actually his son, who now I think is an indie worker. His son was only 12 years old at the time. He showed him how to. We had a couple heavy bags and speed bags, and he was showing him how to hit the bag and everything. He was great dude. One day, uh, I got cut. Uh, I did a clothesline to this big dude who did not take a bump. And I wrapped around the guy as I closed on him and practically punched myself in the face. And I had a cut from my tooth from my mm. lip, right over my, you know, where my mustache is now. And I was bleeding. He's like, yeah, hey, come here. And he took me into the trainer's room and he's cleaning it up and he's cleaning it up. And he takes this, uh, my God, I can't remember. It was called Golden Seal. And he takes a pill, uh, this Golden Seal. He could eat it, but he would, he opened it up and put it on his hand. And he's like closing up the, the lip and he's like putting the Golden Seal on it. And it, mm. uh, healed without a scar which was amazing because my tooth pretty much went through my lip he's like okay I'm gonna, we'll change it again at the end of class but probably don't take any bumps for the rest of the day but he was the kind of guy what i'm getting at is that he was a sweetheart who would take care of you and he would like care like gentle giant it, like three days later and be like how's how's the uh lip is it you know are you still swollen is it bruised or like what's going on with it are you keeping it clean did you you know i gave you a couple of those things you've been putting it on like so like when you when you brought him up, I yeah, goosebumps talking about him. Okay, I feel like he's mm. here with me, but just a great gentle giant. But you'd never know because when you yeah. saw him in the ring, he was all pro. You know what I mean? So right, right. The balance between the old school generation and the new school generation. You can still be the caring individual, but when you're, you got to protect ring, your persona. Yeah, yeah in, he in public. People that you only made only to the boys. Right, you see that side, not sure. to the fans, not to like people who write articles about you. You mm. you were. Big John Stud, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you know, you'd say, yeah, you call himself Giant John Stud, and, and Andre's not so bad. And this, his whole business was, you know, I'm as big as Andre. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like he never dropped that when he was around. But when you're with the boys, they're like the most caring individual who want to make sure you're all right. You know what I mean? So you see a guy like Brian who goes out on Twitter and has to be like, stop making fun of me. It really hurts my feelings. Yeah. John Stud would have been like. F you, you think your opinion matters? You're nothing. You're not trash on the bottom of my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> but even if it did hurt, that's what his response would have been. You know what I mean? But it's just a, a different mentality. It's like three different generations apart from each other of, you know, the the sensitive monster. You know? Yeah, it's crazy how we got to that point. Uh, whether it's uh, participation trophy era children being raised you know what i mean i really think that's what a lot of this has to do with it and the addiction to social media uh and not and going i'm a performance artist over there over here i get to live my life on social right. media no you don't and no, over here don't. i'm wonder woman yep you know yeah over here i dress like uh this is me like this is what it would look like if i banged drake uh what's his name Oh fucking uh, yeah! God damn it! The, uh, the tiny kid. Oh, rock stars. Yeah, rock stars. But it's like you know, too many of those photos. It's not really that funny. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, it's it's very telling, and that's yeah, why. Imagine you, the stuff they're not showing you. You know. That's why you have an infinite sadness because you're not. You know not, who you are. Not being who you really want to be. Right. Right. Yeah. But you have to do it, but you have to go wink, nod. No, that's not. I was <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, but this girls. is the 15th picture of our, our yeah, prom yeah. pose. Yeah, yeah. Right. But just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. Oh, here's my Daisy Duke shorts. No, just kidding. Just oh, Here's me as an elf. Look at me wearing tights. But, but just kidding. Just oh, Here's me dressed as Superwoman. But I'm just kidding. We went to go. We went to go shoot machine guns. But first, let yeah. me take off my shirt and oil here's up me my with chest. Lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> oil my chest up. I just like, yeah. okay. But but you know don't take it too, don't take it too mm. seriously. Yeah, no. 
Uh, WWE reportedly has two very drastic finishes in play for Civil War Bloodline match, uh, Bloodline Civil War match. Hearing WWE has two uh, from WrestleVotes uh, Twitter, they have two drastic twin finishes in play for the Bloodline match on Saturday. Creators seem split on the decision. In conjunction, I'm told the Usos and Solo were a part of a run-through session this past Friday at a closed locations to go over Ooh. things. Uh, Russell votes says, I think it does in response to have a uh, comment that the outcome should depend on what WWE wants Roman Reigns SummerSlam match to be. Uh, yeah, sure. You want multiple finishes. You're going to test yeah. them out. Uh, super smart to do that. Yeah. However, when I hear one little thing, and this is, you know, alleged and, and caveat two finishes, two camps, uh, or do we just have choice A and choice B, or does Vince want one finish and game wants another one? Right. You know, that I'm you do not have to have a, for the, for a big match, like, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, for right. a big match like that, you do have to have like a couple of different plan A, plan sure. B, plan C, because stuff can go wrong too. Mm-hmm. And so-and-so steps in the wrong part of the ring and twists his ankle and, you know, can't go on anymore. We have to shift gears. It's good to have a backup plan. For the, for the big things. And <clears throat> there's a wrestling school out in uh, Massachusetts called the Chaotic uh, Training Center for Chaotic Wrestling. And uh, it was ran by a very good friend of mine, Mike Hollow, for many, many years, who now does uh, independent training. And um, a lot of guys used to go there. Triple H would go there, and The Rock and um, Goldberg. If they were working on a big match, they would go to that school because it was an easy drive from Connecticut. And I uh, could get there in like an hour and a half and have the whole school to themselves and work out their finishes and stuff. So like, this isn't an un, you know, very un, non-normal thing to do. Guys will definitely go to like some local training facility. You know, the businesses, it's small, you know, pretty much everybody, or, you know, one person that goes here and he, he's got access to a ring. So you're like, I, have a, I know a guy with a ring, we can go over there and kind of work out these angles and see what we like and see, you know, do a run through. Does this work? Oh, it works, but, we can punch it up a little bit. So then you start working on it during the week. Hey, you know how we did this running? What if we did this instead? You know, so it makes a lot of sense to do that. But yeah, like you said, Vince could change his mind at the last minute and be like, nope, heels over strong. Yep. And then they do the heel finish. Yeah, it seems like they would have uh, heels go under because it's a tag, you know. Yeah, Solo takes the pin, in my opinion. You can't have Roman lose until he loses the belt. Right, I agree. But they put the heat on Heyman. So is the payoff to do something where everybody turns on Heyman? I just don't see that getting over at all. But they seem like they've shifted that heat. But we've heard that Vince has his hands uh, in changing things last minute in the beginning of Raw and SmackDown. So who knows which way we're going, you know? Yeah. I don't see how the long ball has to be with the Heyman finish other than him maybe like, Eyeballing Sokoa. Heyman hasn't even been, uh, you know, the focus of like he's pulling the strings or something from behind the scenes. Right, right. So who knows? I I mean, I'd have babies up. Solo takes the finish, double fucking gimmick off the top. You know, Roman's been pushed to the side somehow. One, two, three, babies up, everybody leaves happy. But I I, I tell you this, I'm I'm looking forward to the pay per view. Yeah, I think it'll be good. If it's, I hope the crowd is at least half as excited as the Puerto Rican crowd was. That was a mm-hmm. great show. Yeah. At Backlash, that the crowd just ate everything alive. How they haven't been to Puerto Rico in 17 years is beyond me. Like they should be doing at least one show a year from there. Sure. The crowd was so hot. Same with England. I mean, yeah, I know that the logistics are a pain in the ass, but so worth it. 
even to the longtime viewer because you're like you see a different venue you see different fans and then they're electric they're so excited they've been waiting for this for years you know it, it'll be a lot of fun and i like old crusties like you and me it puts a little life back in the last and people will enjoy it you know sure so hopefully like they you know i i think they're gonna deliver at the end of the day it doesn't, doesn't matter who goes over where so long as everybody works hard the finish is strong the they, you know, the business looks good. People are happy. What else could you want? You know what right. I mean? So just hopefully they keep all that shit in mind going forward with it. And I love the fact that it's going to be like a 12 o'clock in the afternoon pay-per-view for me being mm-hmm. out here in Phoenix. So it'll be kind of fun. We're going to order a couple of pizzas up. We're going to sit back and watch it and have a good time with it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just take it for what it is, you know, and have, Fuck. you know, literally just as a, like I said, an old crusty, just enjoying something. Yeah, now I want pizza, you fucker. Uh, Conan, uh, you might have heard of him, K100. He teases Lucha's show on a major network. Lucha Underground was just an appetizer. Uh, Conan has seemingly done it all in the world of pro wrestling, but the head booker of Mexico's AAA promotion is still considering ways to achieve one of his last dreams before he calls it a career. He says, the only two things I have left to do in this business that I really want to do is, number one, come to the U.S. and be able to show Lucha Libre on a grand stage, uh, Conan said uh, to Nick Hausman. He said, and that's going to happen. It's if it's it's not if, it's when. And that's going to happen probably within the next two years. That's guaranteed. Uh, having previously worked on Lucha Underground, Conan believes the former El Rey Network show laid the groundwork for the vision of televised Lucha Libre uh, TV show with a major network, kind of what, kind of like what Lucha Underground did. Conan continued uh, with the Lucha Underground. It was an appetizer to the whole shebang. This will be raw, uncut Lucha with a Latin centric twist. Conan promised music akin to the recent boom in Latin American music sales of artists like Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. While Conan is trying to bring Lucha Libre in the U.S., he believes that WWE could learn a thing or two by bringing its NXT developmental program to Mexico, much in the way the company said it wanted to expand in Europe after sh- uh, the shuttering of NXT UK. Conan isn't just interested in bringing Lucha Libre to the U.S. He also recently stated that he believes AEW and WWE should have some form of a union. So I think that's... Uh, well, the union uh, thing is never going to happen. It's so never going to go. cross that off. But uh-huh. uh, I've seen uh, AAA in the United States twice, once in Vegas mm-hmm. and once in Phoenix. Both times they drew over 7,000 people in arenas that held about 7,000, 8,000 people. It looked like it was a mob had a great time both times. I've been to Mexico City a bunch of times. Been to three triple manias. I think it was like 17, 18, and 19. And they were unbelievable shows. I love Lucha. Yeah. I love Triple A. love CMLL. And there is, I think, a flavor for it uh, building in the U.S. with the Latino population rising so quickly. By 2050, they're going to be uh, Latinos will outnumber any other type of... Um, That's going to be the new marketing on everything, yeah. right? So, so that like... The bottom right. floor now. Get that stuff, you know, going. And, uh, you know, back even when we were doing indie stuff in the early 2000s with, like, say, New England Championship Wrestling up in the Boston area, and we would go to places like Framingham, Massachusetts at the uh, AmeriCal Civic Center, 85% of your audience is Latino. And who do they pop for the most? The Latino wrestlers. Well, he's got it laid out. What what brings people together? Food for culture, music, 
pro wrestling. He's just missing, as he would say, uh, we talked about this, he and I on uh, K100, weed and porn. Those are about the, no, those are the five staples that, that bring us all together. I used to say four, but he added porn on there. I was like, I, you're not wrong. So, they got some good looking ladies. I'm not they, saying they're porn, yes, but they do. They're in AAA, they've got some very, very sexy women. Beautiful, full figured women. Yep. And they're, and they're, just as good in the ring as some of the guys, and uh, mm-hmm. you know they have great personalities. And it's I love lucha because it's just a colorful world. Everybody's gear is great, and the masks are beautiful, and the pageantry and the pomp and circumstance. I I just I love it. It's everything I love about wrestling. And everybody, it's a mystery. Who is this person? You know what I mean? Like it, things mean more, and the family lineages from you know different families and who they wrestle and you know, the gear. Like I mentioned last week. Of, La Mascara wearing pink gear because he was part of the uh, Los Milanos family. And it's just like everything ties into something. And it's just like, there's just. I actually heard he was like, I heard he was about to be in the, ye- in the yellow ants click as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well. I'll give Chikara this. They did, you know, they, they did appreciate Lucia, but probably just a little bit before their time. So unfortunately yeah. for them, that was like the superstar Billy Graham being 20 years ahead of his time where, you know, yeah, he was a big star, but it never made it to the, you know, the, mainstream because it was just too soon so maybe that's a that was chikara's fault is that it was too soon for its time but um you know as far as lucha goes i I, i'm a huge proponent of it i used to hate it because i just thought it was so phony but when you get into it it's 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 spectacular and you know it's it's great kids families go and and i love that's a family thing too and i don't even like kids but i love seeing them like pop and get excited over things and this is a dude who paints his face green and his name, his name is mr iguana and it brings out a, a stuffed iguana and it's the stupidest thing but it's over as fuck and he'll take the iguana and it's like you know two feet long with a big long tail and he'll be standing in the ring and he'll just throw it out to the crowd and then they just throw it back to him it'll do that for like eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> easy money right like this yeah for sure ticket. yeah that, that's all you're paying money. your ticket for that right Dude, that's his they, spot and that's what he's doing right and now that's, and that's what he's good for is like and a heel comes show, out yeah. and interrupts him or takes yeah. it and snaps the head off Steals the iguana you yep. got fucking heat bro there you it that's it you made them so easy and it's a part of the show where guys aren't doing 90 flips or someone isn't cutting their head or, you know, it's it's the family portion of the show. And then they do the, like, the harder core stuff closer towards the end. And the little kids are probably falling asleep or the parents have left with the kids. And then it's just the more hardcore fans. Or, you know, like, or you go to, like, a CMLL show at, like, uh, Arena Mexico. And it's, like, a, a Thursday night show where it's, like, mostly just adults because they have the kiddie show on Sunday for, like, three pesos. You can get your kid in there. Mm-hmm. And they watch all, like, the young baby faces who are still training kind of get their spot. Or you go to the Thursday night show where it's just knockdown drag out tons of like, you know, six man tags. Cause in Mexico, primarily that's the most common matches, the six man right. tags. They have captains and teams and there's a whole process to the match where the captains have to be pinned or you have to pin both members of the team who aren't the captain to move on to the next fall. Everything is two, two out of three falls. It's like a whole different genre of wrestling, right. which is awesome. And you just, you kind of figure out multiple chapters inside of one match. Yeah, It's not the same thing that you just used to with WWE every single week. It's a nice, it's a nice change, and it's just, it's very cultural, which is great. And Conan's right about the food. There's a indie that was running for a long time in Arizona. It was called Lucha Por, P-O-R. And they would have, like, eight matches for the show. So most of them would be tag matches or six-man. So they had lots of different talent and lots of different costumes and color. And they, they drew really well. They'd, they'd say you'd get, like, 600 or 700 people to go to the show. 
Mm-hmm. And in between each match, they take like almost like a 20-minute break. And the reason they did is because their um, concession area was so big, it was like they brought like a white hen pantry to this show. Mm-hmm. They have everything you can think of from popsicles to, you know, um, hot dogs. They have all types of different kinds of foods, Mexican food. They have tamales and tacos and this and that. And they make them for you right then and there. And they, you know, you get a big fruit cup and they pour like the chili and lime, yeah. lime juice in here. And you sit sitting there eating fruit. <laughs> and then like, you're waiting for the next match to start. But they stop in between every match for 20 minutes they could stop go get your next snack nice. it was it was brilliant because the, yeah. as the wrestling wasn't that great i'll be honest but the guys were you know the guys were the guys the matches weren't that great but it wasn't the people didn't care they were just there it was an experience yeah yeah they're out of the house sure. they're having fun the kids are running around having a great time they bought a mask they bought a balloon they have you know the, the, you know a coconut popsicle or a lime mm-hmm. popsicle the best time of their lives so it didn't matter the match quality. They're just there to get out of the house and have fun. And the person who was running that show made a fucking mint because people just go back and forth to the to the um, you know the uh, concession stand all night yeah. line and get food and drinks. And it was it was great. That's Nobody gives a fuck that. I, I think I think you're man. right on with the uh, influx of Latinos. Whether the the press is good or, or bad on it, they they're not like sending them home the you know yeah, yeah. and and it, you provide them with something and yeah. get that to the little kids in schools and it doesn't matter black white latino asian you're gonna right. they're gonna be in with it and that's a really good opportunity for uh triple a i think right now Absolutely. To, to do that crossover uh great stuff there uh a lucha insight from our own strangler steve right. uh um, our final story of the day steve Belief that Vince McMahon, yeah, his creative influence in WWE is likely to grow in coming weeks. Look at this thing going over there. <laughs> How do you get uh, more than 100%? <laughs> yeah. His previous, well, stand back and watch. Uh, as previously noted, Vince McMahon was believed to have made late changes to the June 23rd edition of SmackDown. While McMahon was reportedly not in Georgia for the 26th edition of Raw, PW Insider uh, via Mike Johnson via Paul Heyman had told uh, that a lot of McMahon's fingerprints would be on the show. Mike Johnson of PW Insider stated the following. He said, while McMahon has been remotely influenced by WWE programming since WrestleMania 39, the belief among some we've spoken to is that the influence is likely to grow in the coming weeks and months as in the Endeavor acquisition becomes a reality. Uh, Meltzer Seltzer reported that Vince has taken more interest in uh, this. Uh, today's Raw was another example of that. This was a Vince McMahon show. Uh, the thing is that you know it's Vince, right? And you can't like you can't say anything. You know that's what somebody has brought up to me. Like if you're a writer, you can't say anything to Vince. If you're even Paul Levesque, uh, Triple H, you can't say anything to Vince because like you're fucked if you say anything to Vince. So you can't say anything. <laughs> They're trying to figure out a way to have him not do this, make late changes to the shows. And like one person noted, like if you, uh, if it would be a lot better if like you did that the day before or two days before, but he's doing it like the day of the show. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about this on Russo brand on master shoot. He's just checking in on zoom or text or FaceTime and switching everything at the at four in the afternoon and they're scrambling and now they're spending their time trying to figure out how to marginalize Vince from having him change the shows 
I would just say, yeah, take his ideas and go, mm-hmm, and then go do what you All want right. to because what's he going to – Hijack it at yeah. this point. Yeah, and, and we've got to get to that point, and is that going on already? And is Vince not at the shows because Endeavor is worried about more NDA right. issues? Or is, some, yeah, or is something bigger going on where Vince is partially senile and they can't show right. that? because it'll get out and right. he's still just calling in to be yeah. the boss. What if but... everybody just saved him when he called him? Does nobody pick up your phone today? <laughs> nobody put your, your phone in this fish bucket, you know, this fish bowl. No one's touching their phones today. And then all of a sudden Bruce's chest uh, jacket pocket on his third secret <laughs> phone lights up. Like yeah. he fucking, that, that's what's going on, right? Like yeah. you have to get to Bruce to get to Vince. Vince has isolated himself. He's undermining all of Triple H's work that Triple H and the writing staff does all week, throws it under the bus at, at the very last minute, and then they scramble and everyone just goes, oh, not again. Instead of them coming together going, fuck this guy, we're doing what we were out, and if he fires us all, then so be it. But instead, they just keep going on and getting cocked over every week. When do they go to Ari Emanuel and 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 endeavor and go this we can't have this anymore and have a vote of no confidence in him to undermine him and to marginalize him out of the equation there has to be some type of hostile takeover because there is no collaborative takeover effort right now where they're listening to each other yeah I, like i said last week he's gonna die sometime but like yeah you have to either just take the show by hook or by crook and just say sorry you know this is just what we're doing and it is, it's, it's tough because it's, it's still his, I guess, until the actual merger happens. So maybe you just, you say, just, you know, the merger's six months from now, he'll be a memory. You know, deal with it for the next six months. And then. How would you, you know, like to deal with that every week? You write a show and then at, on Monday at two, could you do that for six months straight for the next 26 well, they've weeks? Well, have already been doing it for like you 15 were, years. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it's six more months. But I mean, Josh was always notorious of changing the TCW stuff the last minute, like mm. in the car before we put the papers up on the wall. He's like, ugh. ugh. Yeah, but the roadmap was 95 Yes and no. Sometimes it'd be black and white, honest to God. And like after a while, like we'd be in the office all week going over the show. Okay, this is this, this is that, this is the finish, this is that. But okay, what well, this makes sense. And then you, I'd memorize it all. Be like, okay, because I'm going to give out finishes. And I, okay, I got to talk to Colin Delaney. This is his finish for the six man. Okay, I got to talk to so and so. This will be the finish for the tag. You know, okay, I can talk to Ando. Here's the finish for the main event. Because we some sometimes on paper we wouldn't put down what the finish was, but it's right. Easy. Steve, if it was like you know, you know, there was something specific we wanted to get done, so you'd be like, say that uh, on the championship match, uh, you know, Captain Ando, see Steve for the finish. So you come to me and be like, oh, here's the layout. But then I stopped memorizing it because there were so many shows where you know, you think about it, and you're talking about it on the way to the show, and be like, what if we do this instead? I'm like, stop changing it, stop changing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I purposely after time said, he's coming up with better stuff. Yeah, you know that's the, the he wouldn't change it if he if it had something that wasn't as good. And that was what was said last week too. That what Vince was changing was seems superior. So that means to me that your writing is the shits. Like right. why if Vince is having to do maybe he's not as crazy as after all they're actually handing him dog shit. I heard they sent him like thirty two. Maybe they hand him dog shit because they know he's going to change it anyway. That's not bad either. Like, like it, why but, work on it and then be like oh. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Give them their lowest level stuff and let them fucking do it. But here we are in a weird cold war back and forth with misinformation, disinformation, instead of everybody just being on the same page and writing the best show going forward. All of these things are possible from incompetence to, uh, you know, sinking the ship on your own to let him think he's important. Like what the fuck? And, and the last thing is what does the audience want? What do the advertisers want? What do the networks want? You know, yeah. it's all this other shit that pre predetermines it all. And then we go to TV with two, three hours of prep and a revised script and revised format that now doesn't hold continuity and or flow of the show. Right. Right. It's maddening to say the least. Imagine being in that bubble and you, you finally get that dream writer's job and you're like, this is worse than I ever expected it would be, which is why there's always jobs for writers. And, and you can't talk to Vince to justify yourself. No, you you just have to take it. Yeah. I'll yeah. Look in my eyes. That's you can't look at Triple fire. H. You got to go pitch something. Your head's down. Please, Game, sir. I'd like to Please, pitch this sir. to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're sitting there like your fucking Oliver Twist. Yep. May okay. I help your product? May I? More? I you? Yeah. <laughs> How can you eat your pudding if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> Dude, dude I, mean, crazy, I was man. here to help you, brother. I'm just—I I want yeah. the show to be good too, man. Uh, you know. It's an interesting week for wrestling and power struggles in both locker rooms. Uh, big low audiences in Canada, uh, snafus with uh, you know AEW production, WWE politics can't even look at somebody with good business on the way so it should be an interesting weekend we'll see who fucks up falls out or stooges off or has a nervous breakdown it could be steve and i who knows yeah. uh, <laughs> uh before next week's out man but yeah time's ripping by and we hope you guys enjoyed this hour and 40 minute friday locker room today because i know it went by quick for me for sure Real oh yeah mine's hanging with steve uh striz what's going on i know the new wednesday locker room's out officially on podbean as well we yep. promoting that man with the boys what else got going on pal? uh well we had a great time with them this week and uh, we were talking about our favorite meals which man i wanted to ask you like as i said if you wanted to shout out what's your mm -hmm. favorite meal what's that one meal that you're just like yeah. oh my god you look forward to it like and when you see it, it's one. just umami easy all the way, one. you know. Yeah, what is it for you? Uh, in uh, Sylvan Beach, New York, is uh, Eddie's fish fish uh, dinner. Uh, I think the best haddock, fried haddock on the planet. I nice. I've been going there since I was about two years old. I worked there for three summers, and I awesome. and get a free meal every day. I've only ever ordered in my entire life out of everything, always the fish. I've had other things, but they have Something pieces. Something about the tang from the tartar sauce and the crispy yeah. fish. I'm telling you, it, it, yeah, it's, it's the, the best, best of the best. When yeah. I was a kid, they would be lying down the block all oh, yeah. Friday night. Now it's different there now, but uh, the fish still holds up, man. So for me, uh, extra crispy uh, crinkle cut fries, Eddie's fish sandwich with uh, uh, Italian is. house dressing on the salad. I just get a water with lemon, but they also have great desserts there too, like yeah. cream pie, lemon cream pie, and uh, coconut cream pie, and all that stuff. So, uh, that's that, the for taste me, of summer man, right Eddie's, there. Eddie's fish, always, bro. For yeah, sure. that's that's awesome. That's great. I, <laughs> I had said uh, Chinese food, and uh, most specifically, like uh, in Rhode Island, uh, there's a re uh, Chinese restaurant called The Islander. Mm. And it's a huge, it's like a 10,000 square foot restaurant, but they're packed like every day. And it was right next door to the restaurant that I worked at when I was living in Rhode Island. Mm. 
And they have, it was like, the, there's there's a certain way that you can do egg rolls that this place does that matches exactly how it was when I was a kid in a completely different place. And like, yeah, I hadn't had them at maybe one other place the whole time since I was a kid. And they do them the exact same way. So the first time I went there, we ordered them and I'm like, they're the egg rolls that I like. Mm. Like, it was like, I was five years old again. So it takes you back. And that's one of the things that about food is like that nostalgic brings you sure. back to some memory sure. that you really love. And this place, their Chinese food is just that the chicken fingers are just they're six inches long and they're, they're golden crisp. They're cooked to order. They're, yeah. they're even like the, the um, I would say is made t- by hand. Tully's yeah. in Syracuse, their yeah, chicken fingers they're, they're, too. They're they're, they're, those are damn good too. Could eat them like there's no tomorrow <laughs> yep. with, with uh, blue cheese. Mm-hmm. But uh, and they have this pork lo mein that, first of all, like you just order it and it's in like a little silver dish, you know, with a cat. And it steams for about an hour. It's like it's hot forever. And there's like so much on it. No matter how much you take off of this thing, you don't make a dent. You know what I mean? So you take it home and I'm out all week long. And we would go the whole, like we lived in our place in Rhode Island for about seven years, seven and a half years. And we went there almost every Friday night that we, that we lived there. Mm. It was that, it was that good. And like, I would get home from work, like at two o'clock, I'd get out at two o'clock. I'd be home at like 10 past two. Like I was, I was only a two mile drive and uh, it only took me 10 minutes to get home because I'd be behind school buses. So even though it was 10 minutes, it was 10 minutes of waiting. For kids to get <laughs> right, right. And I would text my wife. I say, meet me in the driveway. We're <laughs> 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 standing in the driveway. I'd pick her up and we'd go right back to the next door. From go get some gimmicks. Yeah. And we, we would be there at like two 30 and we would have a huge like early dinner and we would just every week just mile. And oh. she would have like, What's called I'm hungry uh, shit, like, Steve. You're killing me. I know. Me. It was all these steamed veggies and bean pods <laughs> and sprouts and, and a nice white sauce and uh, yeah. the fried rice. Oh, my God. It was so it was just so good. And it was 80 bucks for the meal for the two of us. But mm. it was enough food to bring back to the house to eat all weekend long. Oh, we, yeah. That's so well worth it. It was totally worth it. So I missed that place so much. That, like There's a Chinese buffet that we go out on Friday afternoons out here called the Harbor Freight and Harbor uh, Seafood such and such. And it's in Phoenix, and uh, it's it's all right, it's decent, but it doesn't hold the candle to, you know, ch- the Chinese right. food out in Arizona is not that great because it's Chinatown, so everything has to get brought in from LA, who's the nearest Chinatown. So it's, yeah, right. it's all right, but it's not great. But it's it's not, it's 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 a weak substitute for what I was used to in Rhode Island. So next year, as we're planning a move back to Rhode Island, possibly. All I can think of is I can't wait for that first meal back. I'm going to be double pissed at that. I'm going to eat so fast I can't have to throw water on my silverware just from overheating. <laughs> I'm be like, I can't wait. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I would probably say, I mean, obviously we talked to pizza stuff, but going to Maine for lobster rolls and then oh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in Chicago, I got to put over my favorite place uh, right in Rigbyville, uh, Cozy Rice and Noodles, Cozy Thai was their their wonton soup is something uh, out of this world yeah. and it's, it's almost like a cure-all and yeah, then, yeah. and their their thai food and the atmosphere there is the perfect lunch date spots like all these it's super bright and then they have all these racks and uh, and there's like all types of uh, wind-up toys on them all and even the <laughs> tables have toys embedded in them so it'll be like all of the digital robots on one the next one will be all elephants or something along those yeah. lines or bears on a tricycle or something it's a cool spot but it's neat 
But yeah, one of my favorite places ever today. But uh, great RBV Eats food talk to wrap Hell up yeah. the rock room today, you guys. Some fat bastard talk. But uh, definitely <laughs> check out the Wednesday locker room with those 11-11 boys while you're eating your lunch today, guys. That's free up on uh, Hami Media Podbean right now. So yeah, I'm also going to – Every Tuesday gonna... I throw out a tweet at Strangler's yeah. Team underscore. I'll just ask a simple question like, what was your favorite meal – you know, growing up or mm-hmm. what did you do for a living or something like that? And just respond and we give you the shout out and we say what you did, you know, whatever the answer to the question was. And we talk about our own experiences too. And it's fun. It gives us, you know, something to chat about. That's just not wrestling and gets to know all of our listeners on a personal level, which is awesome. Love doing mm-hmm. that every week. And uh, we just have a good time. So check that out. I, I try to drop that sometime around between noon and three o'clock on Tuesdays at, like I said, at strength of Steve underscore, and uh, if you want to be a part of it, follow me there, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. You can listen to the Wednesday Locker Room, like Hameen said, on Podbean, and uh, you know, give us a listen. We'll yeah, I think it's on almost everything response. where you get it at this point. Uh, yeah. Make sure you get over to the Hami Media Discussion Group. I know the Pick'em Challenge is up there for Money in the Bank. I got to fill mine out. So uh, big shout-out to everybody participating over there and the watch-alongs. We had a good time on Twitch as well. I'll be doing that uh, on Friday night for SmackDown Live. So, the saga continues. Uh, July 8th, I'm in Kabul skill, uh, New York, uh, <laughs> defending the immortal heavyweight title. And uh, July 16th, back in St. Catharines, Ontario, doing a make-a-wish for uh, the former autism champion, Rob Rage, uh, defending nice. my title against him as well. Who are you wrestling in uh, Immortal? Uh, kayfabe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's coming out of retirement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But y'all up. Uh, the belts are packed away. We're oh, ready yeah, to hit right. the road. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. But uh, y'all, all infidels, uh, it's the Striz and the His. It's the Friday Veteran Locker Room here, channelattitude.com. Hameen Media. Group. Group.